Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Coach Tadrees Parker, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. We want to take you from the old you to the best you. And if you are taking off running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as I will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, welcome to another week of the show, episode 149. And in this week's podcast, we will discuss intermittent fasting and running your complete guide. As we are right in the middle of spring, we want to get all the tips, tools, strategies, and lean up for that summer body. I'm joined by co-host Jessica Young. How are you? How are you today, Jessica? I'm doing good. Yeah, listen, uh, I'm excited to have you back on the show. You really brought a lot of flavor to last week's uh, podcast. Um, how does it feel to be back? Great. I love doing this. It's, it's a new experience. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of last week's episode, we read an email from Tara, and she thoroughly loved last week's show. And uh, she said, listening to you read her email brought tears to her eyes. Aww. And so... Uh, you know, once again, I don't want to keep asking you, how do you feel about that? That uh, <laughs> might start to be a trigger for me, but uh, how does that make you feel knowing that there's people out there listening to what we're putting out there and uh, having an impact on people's lives? It's great. So, I, I mean, just reading Tara's email, the, the fact that she felt compelled to put that in writing and let you know how much the show's impacted her... Um, that was that was great. And I honestly, the first time I read her email, it brought tears to my eyes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Tara, uh, we ain't gonna lie to you. We were at Starbucks tearing up ourselves, yes. right? Because it was my <laughs> first time hearing uh, someone else read it other than myself. So I kind of felt like you know you were speaking to me through Jessica's voice. It was amazing. So thank you so much for that. Before we get started on some news and notes, guys, we're gonna also give you. We're gonna wrap the show up with the quote of the week. Um, we are super excited about next week's podcast too, but we're going to live in the present. And before we get started with our information, we're going to let you know, take time to let you know that it is time to sign up for the Jasmine T. Bryant Brighter Day 5K for Mental Health in Washington Township, New Jersey. Let me rewind that. In beautiful Washington Township, New Jersey. The park is absolutely gorgeous. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be the second annual Jasmine T. Bryant Brighter Day 5K. And it's the last week to sign up. Come out there, meet Jessica Young, meet Coach, and come out for a good cause. Mental health, it's May, Mental Health Awareness Month. We can't underestimate the, the power of taking care of our mental health. And we get so busy running around, taking care of assignments, taking care of tasks, doing work for companies and taking care of our family. But what about, you know, your own personal mental health? And this this uh, this 5K is a great cause, Jessica. Yeah, it sure is. And it, it is a beautiful course. 
and a great organization to support. So yeah, absolutely. It's a win-win. Absolutely. And um, so at this time, we're going to go into some news and notes and uh, of the past week. We like to give shout outs to members that have achieved some amazing things. And we also want to give shout outs to our listeners, right? So only way that we know that you are doing some amazing things out there is by going to the show notes and going to uh, email me at coachtodrees at gmail.com and or go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review the show as your reviews may help us get found as well as we're going to give you a shout out on the next show. So, uh, so when it comes to the news and notes with our group, things were a little quiet last week. We had a lot of wind, a lot of rainy days in New Jersey. I can't, I, like, I almost thought we were living in Seattle or London somewhere. It was just a crazy, dreary week. And you want to talk about mental health. The weather really affects people's health, the mental health mentally, doesn't it? Absolutely. So it was one of those type of weeks, but there was something, something that was amazing, new to our Jersey Shore area, and that was the Rock and Roll Marathon Weekend came. Um, I'm on the board of the Atlantic City Marathon Series, so on Saturday, I volunteered to be at a booth and just meet a lot of people uh, coming through. We was giving them information about our upcoming events. You know, next up, shout out to them. We're going to do the Bungalow 5 Miler in June, and then we got the big crescendo in October with uh, Atlantic City Marathon Series Weekend, which is a 5K, 10K, half and full. Um, so that was my Saturday. I did not do, um, I did not participate in any of the rock and roll events. Um, I did get out there for a nine mile run, which was probably my first nine miler uh, since the marathon, maybe wow. on Sunday. And the last two miles was a little, <laughs> a little struggle. Okay, I ain't gonna lie to you. So uh, Jessica, what was your weekend like? I had a great weekend. Uh, so I, I ran the 5K on Saturday um, with the, the uh, rock, rock and, and roll okay. race. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. It was great to be part of the inaugural uh, race, as they, they kept saying. Okay. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it, like you said, it was a foggy day. It was rainy. Um, but, you know, it didn't, uh, it didn't hold me back. I got my best time so far, so... Um, let's let's tell the community what that best time was. It was thirty-two oh eight. Let's go! <laughs> Clap it up for Jessica Young. Okay, so so Jessica, uh, thirty-two oh eight. So you're creeping. You you you're getting real close to that sub thirty, right? First, we're gonna get that sub thirty-two. Yes. Um, you know, how did that feel to cross that finish line and get a PR? During the rain, during the wind, because it was not a fun Saturday yeah. morning, okay? Um, you've been putting in the work. And last week, we've, we were working on drills and, you know, different things. And I asked you offline, I said, hey, listen, did any of those drills help you out for Saturday? Because I knew the Saturday before, which I'm a little mad because I forgot to bring my medal. The, they, Shirley made breast cancer run. I reached out to them over the weekend. 
said, hey, don't forget, I won my age group. Is there any way you can mail me something? So shout out to them because they were really happy to uh, receive my email. I let them know I love them. I missed them during COVID. So thanks for uh, putting it back on. And I won my age group. Can you send me the medal? It came today. And I actually wanted to hold it and show you while we were recording because I like to hold the things because it, because my energy comes through on a microphone when I'm actually holding the medal or putting a piece of a puzzle together. So um, why, why don't we... Tell them about, you know, your awesome weekend. You got you got your personal best, but how did some of the the training leading up to that help you? So to start off, when I was warming up, um, I incorporated a few new uh, moves, I guess, um, based on the, some of the things you taught us earlier in the week, like uh, things to call attention to my hamstrings, right? So that when I'm running, I, I'm pulling my leg up with my hamstrings. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so that that was kind of the, the first thing. Um, and as I was running, uh, you know, I was trying to stay present. I think that's kind of part, partly what we talked about last week, too. Um, you know, looking at miles, at, uh, not milestones, but um, landmarks, right? Mm -hmm. Th things that I, I just noticed as I was running. But ultimately, at the end, you know, it was raining, and I was getting tired, but... I did see a few people in front of me that I'm like, they could be in my age group. Let me, this, <laughs> you <laughs> thinking start, back to coach, I'm like, I am not giving up now. So I, you know, I, I tried to push it at the end. You started using the Jedi mind trick? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And um, was there, like, this is the rock and roll. So was it good music playing? Did they have a lot of... Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, there was. And uh, pro probably no after party because it was pouring down raining? You know, or did I, think, they have something? I think there was, but I really didn't, um, I'll say... My, my husband was gracious enough to, uh, I, I stayed at um, Ocean Casino oh. the night before. So I, I when the race was done, I went up and... Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that and sweet. just relaxed. So oh. <laughs> it was also, it probably contributed to me getting my best time. I was nice and well-rested. You were rested. Yeah. You were right in town. Yeah, right, right. Way to go. Yeah. And you, was the shuttle, did the shuttle take you from Ocean to the... It was not exactly at Ocean, but it wasn't too far. I had to walk a, a block or two. Easy, yeah. easy. That was your warm-up. It, it was. <laughs> I, I ran because I thought I was going to be late. Oh, that's, that sounds <laughs> good. good, man. That sounds real good. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, Wildwood Crest used to do a beach run, and they used to give away worse park tickets. I mean, nice. come on, man. How cool is that, right? <laughs> so one, one summer, we actually, and it wasn't, it wasn't a 5K. It was the, the Wildwood Half Marathon. And it would come with a water slide ticket, water park tickets. And so one summer, we actually stayed in Wildwood that weekend oh, at good. one of the resorts. I mean, that was so cool. Nice. All right. So this week's topic, intermittent fasting. It's been a while since I talked about this. And our podcast used to be called The Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. I love that title because that's what I love to talk about. Um, we changed the name to keep calm and run to the best you to keep everything uniformed. And I love that as well, but it's not called keep calm and run to the best you it's called keep calm and run to the best you the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause one day we might have a musical, a, a, a Broadway play, the movie. I mean, I mean, well, we can get Jamie Foxx to play me. You never know. Right. 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 Who, I mean, li listen, listen. <laughs> You know, I'm not planning on going anywhere, but uh, maybe Samuel L. Jackson still be alive doing movies. But but I don't curse, so <laughs> you know what I mean. Who can play me? That's the problem, right? 
right, we, and we're not going to get Will Smith because we don't want him smacking yeah. anybody when he gets the, <laughs> when he gets an award for Plan B. All right, here we go. So, so Jessica, let me take you through this a little bit, right? So um, here is a picture of me jumping across the finish line at Disney, my first ever 2019 Disney half marathon. I was 161 pounds at that time. And one thing that helped me get to that point, so guys, I was 217 pounds at my highest weight, ruptured my patella tendon, um, had a hard time getting back, you know, uh, recovering from that. Um, read, started reading Runs World Magazine, ordered a book, you know, the rest is history, started to keep kind of run to the veggie program. Um, but I went from 217 to like mid 185 and I was kind of like at a plateau. I started investigating and learning about intermittent fasting. I tried to round up whole 30, a 30 day reset, eliminating soy, sugar, grains, alcohol, soy, legumes. All right. And then I started adding the intermittent fasting along with it, with that reset and got major results. Right. When I got on a plane, I remember specifically before that reset and before learning about intermittent fasting, I would use the MyFitnessPal app and calculate calories all the time. And then I would go for my run and how many calories did I burn on the run and then put, it was, it was tedious. Um, it was helpful to help me go from uh, 217 or, um, you know, early 200s down to 185, but I wasn't really getting anywhere with that after a certain point. Um, then I started diving into the, the health benefits of intermittent fasting. And, uh, when I got uh, on that, my fitness pal app, I had a goal of 165, but in the back of my mind, I felt like I was never going to get there. But when I got on that scale in, uh, in January of 2019 and the scale said 161, I couldn't believe it. I, I was shocked. Right. So not only did I get that 165, you know, I, I I was at the lowest weight ever. So um, that was the start of my intermittent fasting journey. And that was back in 2019. I learned a lot along the way. I started uh, sharing it with members. Uh, Jamie Burke, when she was in our program, um, she had lost uh, 60, 70 pounds in a year. Um, she was texting me like, is this healthy? I haven't been this weight since like my clothes is falling off and I don't understand. Is this healthy? Right. And um uh, you know, I started the health connection calls with coach and friends every Wednesday. For those that are interested in subscribing to our service um, on the health connection calls on Wednesdays, we're talking about mindset. We're talking about books that I've studied and practiced for myself. And I bring those studies to the health connection calls. And then Marie Geary lost 70 pounds during the, the year of 2020 during COVID. Okay. Then... We got those two stories, amazing. But I remember Marie Geary a year prior to that. It was like 2019, and we had a kickoff in Vintner, and I was getting a new Couch to 5K group started, and I would, uh, um, so we would rent a, or secure a spot, bring people there, and I would give a presentation. So I showed Marie Geary my uh, fasting app. At the time, I was using an app called Day One, and I still love that app. I'll, I'll tell you guys later why I'm not using a fasting app, or maybe I am. So we'll talk about that. I actually deleted the app for a little bit. Um, but 
I showed Marie Gary that I, I had hit like a 22-hour fast. And at that time, a year prior to Marie Geary trying it, she was like, you crazy, please, who's doing that, right? So then a year later, she's showing me, you know, maybe I'm going to say a year and a half later, she's showing me that she hit over 20 hours on a fast. Mm -hmm. And she's, Marie Geary said that she's tried, she spent thousands of dollars to lose weight, tried all types of different, you know, protocols. And what I've been teaching over the last three to five years has been the only thing that's been able to work and keep it off. And so that's my introduction to what we're going to talk about when it comes to intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. How about yourself? Um, do you have any stories, anything that I just said resonates with you? Um, take I, it away. I, so I agree. Uh, and I can relate to that. I've had similar experiences. So when I started um, last year, last June, um, that was the first time I ever did intermittent fasting. Um, even though I had, uh, I was doing noon for a couple months before joining the program, and I lost five pounds over a couple months uh, in doing noon. They even talked about intermittent fasting and the benefits, you know, with reducing inflammation and you know other health benefits. Um, but I didn't try it till I joined the program, and I think in the first, I don't know how long. I want to say two months or so. Pretty quickly, I dropped like 15 pounds at the start of the, the program. And I think a lot of that was the intermittent fasting. And I also think that's what's allowed me to not gain any of that weight back and continue to lose over this past year. Cause you know, I, I haven't stuck to a whole 30 diet over the past year, right? But I've been trying to be more mindful, but even when I'm not, I feel like the intermittent fasting helps me to, to still maintain it. I want to take a second to talk about this noon, right? So nothing, pricks me more than being at a gathering in which my family, some family members are there mm -hmm. and they know, they may know what I do, but then I hear them talk about they tried noon <laughs> and I'm like, I got, I got success stories. People pay me for my advice and you don't even like, you're going to try something else. The commercials are convincing. I know. I, listen, listen, <laughs> nothing against noon. I'm just saying and I'm not even going to be shy about saying what I'm saying because they probably don't listen to the show anyway. <laughs> but, hey, it is what it is. So um, why would you – how could you put it into terms how the intermittent fasting has helped you even though, like you said, there's times when you may not be focused on eating a uh, clean, maybe Whole30-ish type of diet, um, but you felt like, okay, I had some – food freedom, you know, pizza or things like that, but yet the intermittent fasting has helped you. Um, before intermittent fasting, um, what was your day structure like? And so now that you have been trying the intermittent fasting and you noticed 15 pounds in a relatively uh, mm -hmm. reasonable short six weeks or whatever it was, I apologize, I don't remember yeah. what you just said. Um, but you go ahead, talk to me about that. Um, so, I mean, before before joining the program and starting the intermittent fasting, I mean, my eating patterns were all over the place. I mean, I just, uh, I mean, while I was doing Noom, I was being more mindful of, of what I was eating, but you know, it, it, there was no real schedule. Um, I think that intermittent fasting, so even, even if I, if I go wild and I eat, you know, pizza and cheesy bread and, you know, this is, this is real life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Eat sometimes. That's my food freedom. Um, 
you know, I, I feel a lot better the next day. I mean, I, I typically don't eat breakfast and I, you know, I, I will have a protein shake around lunchtime. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just makes me feel better. I remember a while ago I, I learned about or first heard about intermittent fasting on like a podcast and they talked about how the body, you know, while it's fasting is able to actually process, um, what's in it, what's in your body, right? What you ate. So I don't know if that's why, but it, it seems to make sense to me that, you know, your body, you know, you're giving it time. And, and let's, let's think about it like this. You know, I built, um, commercial, you know, family resorts, conditioned air and different hospitals and stuff like that. And in order to get on those projects, I had to be there at 7 a.m. And the projects may have been an hour and a half away from my home. So I would wake up at five, pick up my, my partner, carpool. What do you want to do? Let's stop at Wawa, right? Mm -hmm. 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, we're getting, we're getting a cup of coffee and a bagel with butter or something like that. Nine o'clock was break time, so you you got a little snack that you packed in your lunchbox. At twelve o'clock was lunchtime. Uh, guys will order it out, or maybe I pack something in my lunchbox. Three o'clock when you got off work. Now it's time to drive an hour and a half back home. What do you think you need? You need a little something to keep you up. So let's get some sugar and some uh, like a Red Bull or something. I wasn't never big on Red Bull, but um, you know, get something to snack on on the way home. Hey, honey, I'm home. Yeah, dinner's done. <laughs> Let me eat. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Is oh, that yeah. not typical? Exactly. And then you're watching your TV show. You got your popcorn and some nachos and a beer to, to, yep. to cap it all off. You, you're just giving yourself all these hours of just mindlessly eating and snacking. Right. When I started to practice intermittent fasting, however, um, you know, I, I gained mental clarity in the afternoon. I wasn't sluggish. Okay, so let's let's just talk about some some popular methods that um, you know that is intermittent fasting. We got the time restricted feeding, right? So that's what that's what most people practice. Um, you said that you have a shake. What time would you have your shake? Usually around twelve or so. Twelve. And what time do you kind of cut a, cut off at the end of the night or day? Um, I try to be done eating definitely by eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a 16-hour fast. Yeah. That's very popular. That's a 16-8 method. And when a person is in a 16-8 method, uh, to really start getting the fat-burning zone, you want to be around 16. But you don't want to start off with something like that if you're not used to it. You can start off with um, you know, an 11 or 12-hour fast. That's called the circadian rhythm fast. Sun goes down, stop eating. Sun come up, have your breakfast, right? Um, when, when do you typically work out if you are, do you, cause I know you like to do less miles workout. Do you, you do, but, yeah. um, do you work out in a fasted state at all? Um, only when I do races, right? Because those are in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, um, I might have coffee before, but coffee doesn't break the fast. Yeah. Yeah. So right. that's what, uh, that's a good, good point that you just brought up. Um, we don't want to have coffee with cream and sugar because mm -hmm. then that would break the fast. Um, depending on what intermittent fasting guru you listen to, we, we don't even want to put lemon in our water, right? Oh, wow. I love Jen Stevens. Jen Stevens is the author of several Fast Feast Repeats, Delay Don't Deny. And that book is more up people's alley because, uh, you know, you can have that slice of pizza. But right. she also wants you to be mindful 
okay? I'm, I'm doing 16-hour fast, and it's lunchtime, and the office is bringing pizza in. Well, guess what? That's not worth it to me. I'm going to have pizza at my favorite restaurant tonight for dinner, right? You don't want to walk into the break room, see pizza, like, oh, just because they ordered pizza, it's probably stale, or <laughs> it's not even from your favorite place. Yeah. So she didn't deny herself the pizza. She just chose what time of day she was going to have it, okay? Um, so how do you feel when you run in a fasted state? Good. I mean, a lot better than, than if I was to eat something. I, I tried that early mm -hmm. on and that mm -hmm. doesn't, that doesn't work well for me. But. So, some people, there's a lot of misconceptions out there that you, you want to eat, mm -hmm. uh, some carbs before breakfast, you know, before the race. And then you want to right, right after fuel up, you know, right. um, I love running in a fasted state. Mm -hmm. Um, I, plan my race days the night before. So if I know the race starts at 8 a.m., I'm eating my last meal at no later than 8 p.m. Saturday, uh, you know, Friday night for a Saturday morning race. Um, I wake up in the morning, go get me a Starbucks. Uh, I'm not sponsored by Starbucks, but they should. Um, I get me a nitro cold brew or a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, what's it called? The, uh, they don't have nitro. Dunkin' Dons have cold brew coffee. Yeah. Okay, so right. a cold brew, got a little extra kick to it, gets my, gets my morning started, and then I go run my race. Um, after the race, I don't feel, I, I'm conditioned to not need the food, right. all right? Um, one thing that I did do was I did take the advice of trying to get some protein and some carbs into my body after I was done the marathon, though. When I finished the marathon, I took that advice because I wanted to recover quicker. But for a 5K, half marathon, even half marathon, I, I can go hours after the, the run without eating. And they, and they say that um, and in a lot of fitness circles, you can't target your abs, right? Well, the way that you target your abs is through intermittent fasting. Because um, if you ate a heavy lunch and then you go work out at 4 p.m., you're kind of trying to burn off the stuff you ate a little bit earlier. Um, some people go to the gym and then they get a protein shake afterwards. I went, took my son to the gym one time. He, my, one of my older sons, he burnt like 300 calories on an exercise bike, got him a, a peanut butter chocolate uh, protein shake, and the joint was like 400 calories. He, that was, he's at a net loss. He, that, that's why people don't lose anything. You see him on the treadmill or on the bike, and they haven't lost any weight over the course of time. And then we don't know what he ate later that day. Right. Oh, I worked out today. I can eat these Doritos, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so actually, cutting your eating window, like closing your eating window at 6 or 8 p.m. and going, if you close it at 8 and you go to bed at 10, you're going to get a sounder sleep. And then if you wake up and you do some type of workout in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, you're, a lot of times when we wake up and we have that cup of coffee, we end up going to the bathroom. Then you work out, you're burning fat, baby. You know what I'm saying? You are in a fat burning mode, right? Yeah. Even, you know, so you, that's, why, that's why they say studies show that if you stop eating past six o'clock, you know, you'll lose weight. Well, guess why? Because you're not putting in uh, mindless calories, yeah. right? That, uh, that guidance is indirectly suggesting intermittent fasting. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the circadian rhythm, right? Um, the ancestors... Um, they weren't up at night because they were scared the wolves were going to eat them, right? <laughs> so they hunted during the day, had a, cooked it, ate, ate a little earlier in the day, right? 
talked in, put the smartphone. They didn't have smartphones, <laughs> right? <laughs> they look up at the stars and they, the stars just put them to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So doesn't it make sense? Yeah. So, uh, and then in, in the Bible times, people will fast for, for days, right? right? So there's a, a whole day fasting. Then you have the alternate day fasting where um, people would do a, um, a up-down day. I never really did that. Uh, they're also uh, fasting where they call it a 5-2, where they, uh, uh, do you, are you familiar with the 5-2? Is that where they, you, you eat for the five days, but then you fast for two? Is that what that is? Or? Oh, man. I think, I think it's like similar to the alternate day fast where you have um, long fast for a day and then you eat, uh, you, you eat like normal. Okay. And then you have a long fast, and then the next day you eat like like normal. Gotcha. I got to I, I got to double check that. It's been a while. Um, that's why I wanted to get back on the show to talk about intermittent fasting a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. clear some stuff up. So I apologize. I don't have the five two like right on the tip of my tongue. One of my favorite, and one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up too, at a time in my life, is because I just did a whole thirty reset in April. Now I'm practicing food freedom, but if I'm not careful. The weight can creep back up. I lost, I lost uh, about 10 pounds, but I put three on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm doing something that I don't see in magazines or anything. I, I'm calling it, I, I'm in my deep cut phase. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about to get into the deep cut phase of this chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I want to get back to 161. I'm not, I'm not in the 160s at this moment, but I want to get back to um, 170 and under, so I can get faster at my 5Ks. The lighter I am, the faster I would be. Right. Melissa Southry, great member of ours, she said that you have to be in, you have to like hit a target weight and stay there for three months in order for that to be your new set weight. Right. So when I was up around 180 and I would lose three pounds, but then if I ate pizza or was like not paying attention to my eating hours, then my new set weight is 180 or 185, okay? So right now, I got myself down to 174. I put three pounds back on. And a week later, even though I was practicing food freedom, I was 177 still, right? Right. So I'm about to go into this deep cut and be more mindful with what I'm about to talk about next. And that's my favorite, the warrior. And that is when you fast for 20 hours with a four-hour eating window. That is my favorite, favorite thing. Now... Um, last Tuesday, I fasted for 24 hours and I felt pretty good because I did go over the weekend had a lot of food freedom with some friends that I haven't seen in years due to COVID. Mm-hmm. We were playing cards, had enjoyed myself. And I was like, my body needs to get that out of there. So that 24 hour fast, it was on the money. And as I'm recording this, I'm in a 24 hour fast. I'm about to hit 24 hours at 6.15. Wow. <laughs> So it's just, you know, this is what my body feels good with at this moment. Um, I love Mark Sisson's theory. He, he has a book, uh, Two Meals a Day, and I encourage it. I love that book so much. And he promotes an 18-6. Um, then Appetite Correction is another book on intermittent fasting. They encourage 19-5. So I kind of, between 18-6, 24 I, I, I kind of like those three, you know, maybe in a perfect world, once I get down to my, get, get out of my deep cut that I'm doing right now with some longer fast, 
maybe I would go to the 19.5 because that's like in between the 18.6 and the 24. Uh, what, is, what are your thoughts? Well, you, are there any tips? Like if someone's trying this for the first time and, you know, they're not, their body's not used to going 24 hours right. without eating. Right. I mean, yeah. Any, any tips on doing that the first time? Well, it's like what I talked about with the, the circadian fast where you're fasting for 11 to 12 hours. Right. So I would reverse engineer everything that you got going on in your world. So uh, say, for example, you have to be to work at uh, 8.30 a.m. You typically wake up at 6 and you're so used to uh, having breakfast, right? So what if a person wakes, wakes up at 6.30, maybe they typically have breakfast at 7, then then you want to stop eating the night before at 7 so that you have a 12-hour fast right. or, you know, so stop eating the night before at 7 and then have breakfast at 8 o'clock so that you have a 13-hour fast. And what's, what's beneficial is when people want to get into that fat burning state and they want to stretch it out to six, 16 hours, then every day, the next morning, be mindful as to when you're cutting off your food source. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, bump it past, like, you know, spend, spend a couple of days if you're used to eating breakfast, breakfast at 7.30, but then the next day you say, I'm going I'm to do a 13-hour fast. Then every, every day for like the week, you know, start opening your window, your breakfast at 8 a.m. Okay. And then after that, the next few days, bump it up to 8.15. Right. Do 8.30, right? Okay. Trust me, have black coffee, black tea before you go to work. That'll hold you over, and then maybe you can have a snack to open your window at 10. Now you're starting to, like over the course of time, you just stretch it out 15 minutes, your body won't know the difference. Gotcha. Your body gets hungry because you're feeding it at the same time every day, but if you start to move that window, your body gets used to that as well. That makes sense, kind of gradual. The one thing that I'm trying to, to make sure I don't do is, uh, you know, we, we, we're habit forming. So we come in from work and we might hit the cabinet, right? Mm -hmm. So create a new habit. Like instead of keeping straight to the kitchen, make sure you make a left to go take your clothes off, take a shower, you know, go for a walk, get the dog. If you got Fido, get him, right. get him on a leash and go for a walk. Did that answer your question? Yes. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, listen, we have improved, uh, brain function when we practice fasting. Mm -hmm. Um, it helps us to, uh, run cleaner because if we're practicing this, and we break our fast with something healthy, like some, some bone broth, uh, a nice healthy salad, a little protein. Um, you, you, you don't want to break your fast with a bunch of sugar and all that stuff, right? Another benefit to this is that you're not having these insulin spikes all day. And that's what's holding on to the weight, all this insulin rushing in and out of your body. All right, so everything is going to improve. You're going to have incre increased fat loss. You know, Jessica, share with her, everybody. Um, the benefits that she received instantly. Um, but then you also, believe it or not, you have a de decreased stress level because you're not stressing as to what you want to eat. You, you know what I mean? Yo, what, what can you make me for lunch tomorrow? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have that problem. You know what I mean? Yep. I, don't have to, I don't have to worry about packing anything. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's, my, that's my little point. That's a little tip for that. Um, any other thoughts you have? Um, well, like I mentioned before, I think the one of the main benefits that I was interested in with intermittent fasting is reduced inflammation because I feel like that's a problem that so many people deal with and having inflammation in your body, um, you know, everything is tied together. So you you're, have inflammation in your body, 
that affects your hormones, which, you know, stress cortisol is a hormone. So it's just, it has so many benefits. Yeah. Well, Jessica, it's an honor to have you on the show again. Um, I just, I'm going to touch on, I love what you said about the inflammation in your body. It's so important. Um, there are a couple of groups that may want to, obviously, I put a disclaimer in, in the beginning of all our shows, but you want to check with your doctor to make sure everything's good, yeah. um, that is appropriate for you. Uh, maybe a pregnant woman wouldn't want to do this. Uh, children need to fuel their bodies. Um, but in Mark Sisson's book, he talked about the two meals a day for children and because our children are getting really heavy because of the snacks. Mm -hmm. He was big on no snacks. So good, hearty, healthy meals, um, not encouraging children to uh, intermittent fasting, as it were, but what if we as parents gave them two hearty, delicious meals, and as their snack was berries after the dinner, or some homemade popcorn that we can season up to make it really a, a good, healthy snack for them, okay? So... I'm here for any questions that you guys have. We're running up on time, but if you guys have any questions, please feel free to connect with me. Um, I will be more than happy to set you up with a free coaching call. Um, right now, we're going to do our quote of the week, and the quote of the week is this. A runner's high is a real thing. You owe it to your spirit to feel the joy that comes with the accomplishment. Have you ever, uh, what do you think about that quote? Have you ever experienced a runner's high? <laughs> Let's keep it real with them. So it, it, that's one of those things that it's kind of abstract. So I don't know what that would feel like, right? But the last part of that, um, the joy that comes with the accomplishment, I have absolutely, you know, as you, you set a goal and you accomplish that, uh, that nothing beats that. I mean, that, that's one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah. yeah. And you know when you're really going to hit that runner's high when you do your half marathon. Yeah. And when you start training for longer, like sometimes, sometimes everyone experiences runner's high differently. Like you've experienced a runner's high like that, that sense of accomplishment. And you mm -hmm. feel like that, man, I'm on cloud nine. I can't believe I did my personal best. Right. Yeah. That's a form of the runner's high. But then sometimes you experience it during the run, especially on those long 13 mile runs and stuff like that. So, hey, guys, if you are feeling inspired don't forget, please head over to the show notes. You can now leave a 60-second message, and we'll play it on the show. Haven't got one of those in a while either, so please hit us up, man. If you really enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share it with a loved one. Head over to Apple Podcasts and uh, subscribe, rate, leave a review. As I mentioned, there's a contact us form in the show notes to schedule a call or a text from me. Uh, you can head over there and get uh, your latest Keep Calm and Run to the Best You gear. We have our 1,000 day, our comma day celebration is coming up. The proceeds will help support the South Jersey Field of Dreams. It's going to be a 5K that has Roman's Pizzeria as a sponsor. And you don't have to order pizza. They actually make good salads, wraps, all kinds of delicious food. They're donating, I said last week, $40 for the winner, the team that signs up. And they sign up as a team and they win $40. No, Roman said we're giving you $80. We're going to do $80 for the team that wins. Um, I think it was 40 and 20 for the second and third place. Uh, listen, we're going to have a good, good thing. <laughs> Guys, listeners of the show, you can actually sponsor that event. There's a white ribbon sponsor, blue and red um, sponsorships that um, will help us to pay for the police and our DJ and all that good stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You could have been listening to anything in the world, but you chose to press play on today's show. And, I, and for that, I thank you. And remember, keep calm and run to the best you. I'll talk to you next week.
Give me some jazz. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun. I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>